In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some years back at the treatment center, when back in the good old days when insurance would actually pay for 30 days of inpatient stay, we used to be able to do some remarkable things with addicted persons and their families. And we had a great family week and a couple of years of aftercare. But one of the one of the things I remember was that sometimes families would bring in little children, and uh, one of the family counselors would do art therapy with them. And one of the things she did was she asked the children, draw a picture of your family. And I remember this one young lad, we'll call him Justin, he uh, drew a picture, and it was raining in the picture, in the house. His mom was much bigger than the house in the picture. Dad who was the alcoholic and the one in treatment, was far off and much smaller than mom. And then there was a little girl holding on to mom's hand. And the family counselor said, Justin, where are you in this picture? And he pointed to a little black scribble down in the corner. He said, there I am. Oh, I, was, I had to choke a little bit on that one. I was so sad for a, a beautiful young child like that to his identity was that I'm just a little black scribble on the great page of life. Identity. It's something we struggle with sometimes all of our lives. I remember one of the uh, volunteer chaplains who said, wow, I'm just about retired and I, I, I haven't even found out what I want to be yet when I grow up. And, and sometimes that is the way it is. You go along and your identity sort of changes as, as time goes on. Identity is an important thing. We all struggle with that. When children are little, like babies, like Andrea's baby size back there, they can't distinguish themselves from their parents. They think they are the same as their parents. And then they begin to have a realization that they're a separate individual when they get to be about two years old. And some of you who have grandchildren or children or great-grandchildren at the age of two will know what that means because they have a favorite word that they like to use at two years old and that is no well, would you like to go outside no would you like to stay inside no would you like green beans no would you like mashed potatoes no doesn't matter if they want to or not everything is no because that's that's their way of saying i i have an identity i'm i'm not the same as you i i don't go along with you on stuff i'm i'm me and then that happens again uh, when they get to be teenagers. Uh, and this time, the negativity is a little more sophisticated, and uh, the <laughs> it looks more like this. <laughs> you know, I don't go along with anything you say. In fact, I don't even ride in the same car with you. You're in the too stupid to live category. Why would I want to be, you know, you, you run into that same rebelliousness and negativity. And what that is, is that they're establishing identity as well. And the identity is, I'm ready to go out and be an adult and be by myself and be independent. Well, good for you. So these are a couple of the times in people's lives where they try to establish identity. Doesn't that make you feel better about your two-year-olds and, and your teenagers now? That they are simply accomplishing their psychosocial task of building identity at the time. How great is that? Identity is a big issue in the lessons for today in Scripture. All four of the lessons had something to say about identity. The Old Testament lesson was the identity of the nation of Israel. And that is 
that the prophet was saying, they are, in effect, God's secret weapon to bring light to all the nations about God's love and forgiveness. God's secret. That's who you are, nation of Israel. The epistle lesson is um, the identity of God himself, that God is not only powerful, but he is compassionate. The epistle lesson is the identity of Christians, and it indicates that we are strengthened saints. And in the gospel lesson, we have the identity of Jesus and the people who follow him, his disciples. John the baptizer is uh, preaching, and Jesus comes walking by. And John stops everything and says, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. There's a lot of theology packed in that one sentence. People in Judaism would have known what the Lamb was all about, because they had to take a lamb, at least sacrifice once a year to the temple in Jerusalem. The sins of the people sacrifice the Lamb to God. And John is calling Jesus the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is a once and for all sacrifice. This is not something you've got to go to the temple all the time and do. This is one time Jesus did it, he covered it, now whoever believes in him is saved. That's important. And John had a couple of his disciples there, and he had told them, he, John had done a good job of preparing them. When the Messiah comes, you know, don't hang with me, hang with him. John had no ego about this whole thing, which is great. And so the disciples of Andrew and another disciple, they were there, and they were listening to Jesus and watching Jesus very closely. They started to follow him, and Jesus turned to them and said, what are you looking for? Notice he didn't say, who are you looking for or what do you want? What are you looking for? And what they were looking for was their identity as disciples. They had been with John. Now this is a move. Their identity was to be disciples of the Christ, of the anointed, the Messiah. And what they were looking for was really home. It's the same thing we're all looking for. Home. And home, it has been said, is the place where you are understood. It may not be your family of origin. Maybe they don't really understand you all that well. Home is where you're understood. And if that is true, and it is, then home is not a place. Home is a person. And that person is Jesus the Christ. Jesus who knew the disciples before he even met them. Who knew Andrew's brother Peter. It says, you're, you're Simon, the son of John. I'm going to call you Peter. Uh, Petrus, from which we get our English word petrified. Rocks, rocky. He was, he was calling him rocky. So I'm going to call you that. This is, your confession is going to be the rock upon which the church is built. He, he, he let them know that he knew them through and through. And that's, that's what people are looking for. You remember when Jesus dealt with uh, the woman uh, at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well? And he said to her, oh yeah, uh, I, uh, how about getting your husband? She said, well, I don't have a husband. She said, yeah, that's right, you've had a half a dozen of them. Uh, and the one you're with now isn't your husband. And she was like, wow, I wonder how he knows all that. She goes home, after the conversation is done, she goes home and tells her neighbors and friends, I met a man who knows everything that I've done. W would you be happy with that? Or would you go, wow, I don't know. That's only good news. If I've met a man who knows everything I've done and he accepts me, just like I am. It's only good news if I met a man that knows everything and he thinks I'm great, no matter whatever I've done. 
He knows us. That's home. Now, that's our identity. Child of God. That's home. Deborah and I um, pay a fee every month to have somebody protect our identity. It's called identity theft. Have any of you heard of this? It may have happened to you. Somebody steals your identity. Basically, that means they empty your bank account and do, do other stuff. But we, we have hired this company. It's called LifeLock. And I'm not advertising for it. I'm just telling you. And, uh, and, and they're supposed to uh, keep our identity safe so we don't have identity theft. And I really think that this is kind of the message today that the Lord is telling us Jesus is your life lock. Jesus is the one who keeps your identity safe. Jesus is the one who lets you know, oh yes, remember who you are, child of God, beloved by God, never forsaken, always accepted, always remembered. That's who you are. That's your identity, child of God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.